2: Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Bridge. joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What's going on, kids? Steve, I've been watching baseball. I watched baseball today.
3: It's a very exciting what? time. Sports, It's happening. Very exciting. It's going to be for like another week or two. And then it's going to be done. Might be optimistic, but I <laughs> listen. Living it up while it's here, baby. Watch it while you can. Watch it while yeah, you can. My Tigers are above 500. I am thrilled.
2: <laughs> Sarah, how you doing?
4: I'm good. I've been watching some sports, too, uh, enjoying it while hopefully we still have them. So that's about it.
2: We're off to a really positive start, guys. Mm. I really like the the feeling of the room here for us. So um, as always, we'll start with kind of things that happen around the NFL while it happens. And we actually have some news that kind of went around, Uh, a couple of COVID cases, uh, people, not cases, but people opting out due to COVID. Uh, There was goldman from the bears defensive tackle another defensive tackle for the vikings so that was the nfc north michael pierce opted out for the vikings so i mean Corey lindsley's job just got a lot easier right I mean, oh everybody's yeah happy about that
3: oh for sure that's i mean that's definitely the first thought was holy crap lindsley's gonna
2: have a cakewalk this year man <laughs> uh so that was good news uh what else happened we had joey bosa signing a mega contract <sighs> Five years, thirty-five million dollars. I mean, all it does is make me appreciate Goodenough even more. Hmm. You put uh, you put Zadarius's four years, sixty-six million up against that. It's uh, it's quite a steal, quite a steal.
4: You do have to laugh though, because I guess um, everyone had been tweeting at the Chargers' Twitter account. Uh, the Bernie Sanders meme, where it's like I'm once again asking you to sign a contract extension, <laughs> and they tweeted the uh, picture of the uh, Bernie meme, and it says we have agreed to terms on a contract extension with Joey Bosa, <laughs> and the caption is I'm once again asking you to stop tweeting this meme. At us.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, and you gotta say like for the most part, all these teams are hiring just outstanding social media people. Like the way that they, as, as long as they're not getting you know told not to. Like, each other and things like that. They're having a lot of fun. It's always uh, always some good stuff put out there. In other news, uh, outside linebacker Greg Roberts of the Packers uh, has uh, I got to figure out exactly how I was put, but he's, hasn't, he hasn't. He's either tested positive for COVID or has been in contact with somebody who has tested positive positive and is quarantining, uh, so he won't be there for the start of training camp. But uh, I mean, that's one thing that we do want to talk about like today actually was tuesday and they they officially started training camp today in a completely different way (laughs) uh they came in they checked in they did their covid tests and then they're gonna have to do another one tomorrow and i believe another one the following day and if they get three for three then they're allowed into the building to have their physicals and all that kind of good stuff so a very very different day than um the days of the past where they would get their physicals, they'd be on kids' bikes, having all sorts of fun. I mean, I think there was, I forget, if it was Lily's hour or somebody else was like snapping pictures of the players. As a, they uh, in. Bailey
3: Bailey Burmaster was doing that.
2: Yeah, she was okay, okay, yeah, like, 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 hiding I- behind a car <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like-
3: I pictured her in bushes, like hiding in a bush in the middle of the Lambeau Field parking lot. Those pictures killed me, man. Was hey, it was.
4: like we were all we all wanted it. Like when I know when I saw the pictures, I was like, "Oh, it's something." Oh, I'm
3: zooming in on him. I was like,
2: "Oh, look at his mask!" Like I, I yeah, I really very much appreciated. It. Aaron Rodgers looks happy. I'm like zooming in, like just like you just. I'm like, "What? What is he doing? This making him look so happy?" I can't, <laughs> tell. I can't tell. So it's. Uh, I mean, it's exciting. Like hopefully the the NFL will get this all figured out and it'll all kind of flow. Um, a little bit better than the MLB stuff, who already has their first outbreak with the Marlins, um, which shockingly is coming kind of getting traced back to a strip club. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. But uh, um, it's very exciting. We actually have some news for you know Packers reporting, and hopefully in a couple of days we'll be talking some real football. You know, some uh, JK Scott hang times. I'm looking yes, forward please. to those tweets. Yes, I need please. some of those. Um, and then let's go. Uh, we'll jump into the other two bigger pieces of information that uh, were put out on the Twitterverse today. There was part of an Aaron Rodgers interview um, with Kyle Brandt. I think it was a podcast mm-hmm. from The Ringer. And uh, I'm just going to, before we even talk about it, let's just get your guys' reaction. Dusty, what was, what was your big takeaway from the Rodgers uh, interview? He shifted to tequila, man. Like
3: he's, He talked about scotch a lot. He shifted to tequila. I mean –
2: I saw one person who uh, said that they didn't even know you could sip tequila. <laughs>
3: Steve, uh, I'm, you're a man of the world. You can sip anything you want, buddy. All right, you can sip anything. No, it I wasn't mean, me. I'm not saying I don't. No, the yeah, there is high-end tequila. Uh, that that is that is a thing. But yeah, he talked about scotch so much. I just didn't think he was ever shifting off of it. You can get so many different kinds of scotch. The flavor profile. I'm not going to go down that road. But that was honest to God. That was the big takeaway because everything else we found out. From the was it the Hawk podcast? Was that where he? I think that was that. Sat down, I don't think it was the AJ Hawk podcast that he kind of talked. That's about. That's a so
2: future Packer Hall of Famer, AJ Hawk, right, Dusty? Yeah, that's
3: correct. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, that was my that was that's what I
2: learned. Uh, he's drinking tequila now. Which if you guys couldn't hear, Dusty thoroughly rolled his eyes at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured yeah. you could hear. I figured you could hear it, but I wanted to make sure. So because <laughs> it's not a video that everybody understands that. <laughs> Proceed. Go ahead. No, I mean that's
3: it. Like he didn't really. There was nothing, and I, that was just a clip. It was like a five minute clip that was floating around. The, the podcast, I assume, is going to be longer. I don't believe it's out yet. So i be curious to see if there's anything else on there. Because it was a five minute soundbite of essentially stuff we already know. We've already heard about the question that was asked was essentially the same question. And Aaron Rodgers is a very, uh, I don't want to say calculated, but kind of calculated when he talks about this stuff. Like he doesn't, he's not going to change what he's going to say. Like it was, okay. he's very open. He's very honest. He talks about that stuff. You know, I was I was a little disappointed. I was expecting a wide receiver. You, 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 some of that stuff. But like, <laughs> we already knew that he's like, okay, well, I called Jordan Love the next day. But like, we already we already knew most of that stuff because nothing, like literally, nothing has happened yet. They've not been in the same room. There's been no games played. There's been no practices. Um, some guys may change what they say. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna isn't going to do that until like he's got some more information like that's just not the way he is so I learned nothing more but then tequila which uh, good on him
4: yeah I think aside from the alcohol aspect of the <laughs> interview I also learned he's a big space guy he had that space yeah. crown, <laughs> so which was pretty sick. um but I mean yeah Dusty you pretty much covered all the bases there There. It was nothing really new that we learned we know i think i gotta commend him a little bit just you know he really could go off and he was probably a little pissed when this happened And you know instead of saying you know i was pretty pissed off but i had to kind of swallow my pride and move on and know that you know this isn't a decision that's going to happen now but you know a few years down the line but he's always composed when it comes to Mm -hmm. speaking in situations like this and um you know for someone that people say is a really bad leader all the time i think (laughs) this is a great Uh, leadership quality that he's able to you know when everybody wants him to kind of say that he's mad or that he's angry he still remains composed and um, you know clearly a guy for the team so like nothing really new but I'm glad that he uh, has been consistent in his uh, answers and just the way that he feels about the situation.
2: It it would be fascinating to hear him if he like spoke like off the cuff and just like ex- hit the thoughts are actually going on in his head, not mm-hmm. just like the oh, if I say this, then somebody else will say that. Like if he actually just no filter, just talked right away, like that would be fascinating to hear. But again, like you guys said, that I I doubt that ever will happen in the public eye ever. Well, I mean, and he. Like,
3: I mean, what I will say is that he is i If he's not speaking from the cuff, he's obviously thinking about what he's saying. I think he went like you know three or four days after the death before he said anything publicly, so there is that, but like he's remarkably open about the whole thing. he's not like. You know, oh, yeah. I'm just here to do my job and blah, blah, blah. He's very, I think, very open with what he's saying. But yeah, to your point, he's not going to say like, I thought it was dumb and I cried or whatever. Like, he's not going to say that stuff, but he is like, I just think how he's handled the whole thing, his openness and just kind of like, of course I was disappointed, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to like take it out on the guy. I did think his comment of, um, as he made mention of this before, I really liked the, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to. This, it's been his dream his entire life to get there. I'm not gonna ruin this moment for him. Um, and he made I think he said something like that in the Hawk thing as well. But I, I like that sentiment. Like I've been there before. That that's this sucks. I'm not gonna do that to this kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy about it, or at least to him, and be optimistic. Like I I like his attitude, but he is very kind of laid bare kind of the, the way he's talking about this stuff, which I really appreciate.
2: Yeah, and then the only other takeaway I had was when he said he poured himself four fingers of tequila. I was like, <laughs> okay, buddy. I Like, I know that style. Like, I, I can appreciate that for sure. Um, but, yeah, again, like we talked about, there wasn't really a, a huge takeaway from this. Um, it was just kind of everything we've heard. But I was like, all right, go get it there, quarterback number one. Like, I can get <laughs> on that level. Four fingers of bourbon. I've been there before. <laughs> Why does that sound so dirty <laughs> uh it, it doesn't to anyone it doesn't. but you i don't i'm not gonna ask questions oh, about that yeah, okay okay <laughs> just because you guys ruined my first opening to the show <laughs> doesn't mean you have to take it out on me again uh the other news that came out of the packer world is that the big offensive acquisition from the free agency period devin Funches, has opted out for uh COVID reasons he put out a message on Instagram saying how he had um, somebody close in his family who had seen uh, how the disease affects people and just for a family reason decided not to participate this year and it sucks as a Packers fan. But I mean, you, you got to compliment the guy. Like he's, he's basically saying, I'm not going to get paid this year. I know I'm not going to get paid this year, but for the health and wellness of my family, this is the best thing for me. So, I mean, you've, You tip your cap to the guy and say, you know, we'll hopefully we'll have him around next year. That would be outstanding. But uh, um, what were your initial thoughts when you guys saw it, Sarah? What do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, pretty much what you thought too, Steve. And also, just wow, you know, this definitely was a decision he he put a lot of thought into, considering that he played in what one game last year as well. Like, this is a guy that hasn't seen the field in a long, long time, and that would be eager to play. So you know that a decision like this came with a lot of thought and consideration of what was best for him and what was best for his family. And, you know, you said it perfectly, Steve, as a fan of the team and, you know, really we've all been kind of advocates for, you know, boosting the wide receiver room a little bit. We were excited to see him, and we knew he'd be a a great asset, but if this is a decision that he thinks is best for him, then he should absolutely feel comfortable doing that. He should absolutely make that decision. So uh, good for him for making the choice. Uh, we'll miss the opportunity to see him for sure. But, you know, if I have to respect his decision and his choice for him and his family.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, all of that, good on him. Uh, it's, I mean, this, I mentioned something about it on Twitter today, but it's, I mean, this This could have been, it's like, this is a huge year for him. You know, he missed all but, what, one quarter or one half of last year. He's signing a one-year kind of prove-it deal to play in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers with a team that was one win away from Super Bowl last year to step in, essentially be their number two, potentially number three option off the bat. Like it's a huge comeback opportunity. And so for him to say, okay, I'm, I, you know, this, this is great, but I, I cannot do this. And besides the money, just that opportunity for, you know, maybe one last paycheck, um, you, you can't do anything but commend him. I think for that, I mean, it, it, it sucks for the offense. I think, uh, because, I mean, it, they've got pieces there, but I think he kind of really rounded out, you know, the five. I think that the, you know, five guys, five or six guys, that seemed like they were going to do it. It's that kind of sucks. But, um, yeah, good on him for, for making a
2: decision that I'm sure was not easy, man. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the wide receiver room as it sits. I mean, we're, we're taking him out. So that do you guys both agree that, that pretty much cements Alan Lazard as their wide receiver too right now? Would you think so? I, I still think it kind of depends. I I,
3: it's still what with, with what MVS could bring, if it was kind of a health thing that yeah, hampered him later even, in the year. There's not even gonna be preseason games. They're jumping right in. Like I understand that, but MVS also came out of the gate hotter than I think a lot of people give him credit for. So I think MVS the speed aspect. I think he you know the people soured on him because the last half of the season was not great and some of that I think was injury related. I so I I think you can say, it's likely between MVS and Lazard. It's just, yeah. just just my thought. I re- I'm a big fan of EQ, but I think MVS and Lazard, likely with the nod Lazard, but, um, but I'm throwing MVS in the mix as well.
4: Yeah, I think MVS is certainly a contender. I think at the beginning of the year, we'll probably see uh, Alan Lazard a little bit more, especially because it seems like him and Aaron Rodgers have a good uh, trust in, in their relationship there. I know with Rodgers, there's been visible frustration with MVS at times, so... Uh, like you said, Dusty, uh, Lazard might get the nod, but MVS could very well sneak up there. And um, if he gets a few big plays and he breaks away, then I mean that could be game changers in multiple games this season.
2: Mm-hmm. Anybody that you would want to consider adding to uh, the room? So they, it looks like they'll get a little bit of a break uh, financially on um, on Funches. It looks like they'll probably gain about a million dollars salary cap-wise. Is there anybody that you guys would want to bring? I mean, I already know who Dusty's gonna yell, but uh, <laughs> go ahead, Like, feel free to start yeah, us off. let just
4: let Dusty take this away. Yeah,
3: it's Taylor Gabriel. I mean, I was banging the drum for him before they signed Funchess. Uh, smaller guy, we're looking at like 5'7", 168. So he doesn't necessarily meet their wide receiver thresholds traditionally, but he's been in the league for a while. He's a he's a small guy, but he's also uh, you know he's fast. But he's also got that quick twitch, and so a lot of the stuff that we've been saying you can you can do with Irvin that you've got Tyler Irvin do, back there doing some of that stuff, and and maybe EQ to a lesser extent, depending on how he comes along. Uh, Taylor Gabriel can do that, but as a wide receiver instead of as a running back, so you get a little more receiving skills, a little more polish on that aspect. I mean, I. I kind of don't think they would, but to add an element of speed that they, that they need, I think Gabriel would just be a game changer for this offense. So I, I'm, I go very, very hard for Taylor Gabriel. uh, While also knowing that it likely is not going to happen. (laughs) It's like my inside linebacker kind of thing. Yeah. I always (laughs) want
2: it. It's never going
3: to happen. Yeah. Except, except like wide receivers actually matter. So it's different. Oh, sweet.
2: (laughs) Head to out the way to be a okay. yeah, dick.
5: Well,
4: another moment <laughs> where I really wish that sometimes the video was released because the daggers that Steve just gave us. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, anyway, Sarah, do you have anybody you want to bring in? I'm assuming probably Jordy Nelson or something <laughs> stupid like that.
4: No, stop. <laughs> oh, I saw some, as soon as I saw, uh Funches opted out. I'm like, "Oh god, this is going to happen." And then I refresh my feed one time and it was already there. Stop it. I love Jordy. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Um No, I mean, no one really comes to mind honestly. I don't think that they're going to bring anyone else in. That's just my personal opinion, so I'll just stick with that. I don't I don't see it happening, I think Kumro will probably just make the mix again this year and we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, the only name we were tossing around a little bit before the show started was Tavon Austin coming out of Dallas. I mean, if you're looking for a speed element, a smaller guy, 5'9", 175. He didn't do much in Dallas this past couple of years, but uh, when he's out in LA, he had a couple of seasons of like 50 plus catches and over 500, 600 yards. So, I mean, he's, he's still got the speed. He's still under 30. If you're looking to bring in a kind of Multiple tool kind of guy that you know you've seen him line up outside and burn deep. You've seen him line up in the slot. You've seen him line up in the backfield. He can return punts. He can return kicks. Like, I, I mean, if they're gonna bring in somebody, I'm I'm all for Taylor Gabriel. I would say you know Tavon Austin might be another guy that they definitely could at least uh, take a quick look at to uh, to kind of see if that might be a fit. But overall, I mean, I think we're all on the same page. If they probably aren't gonna bring anybody in at all. Seems unlikely. Yeah, Uh, yeah, not something they normally would do. So, um, all right, let's – what we're going to start doing, I think Sarah and Dusty had both talked about this a little bit earlier on Twitter, but what we want to start doing uh, starting with this podcast and moving forward is we're going to try to get at least a couple of listener questions every podcast. Like, we like doing the mailbags, especially we just really like enjoying talking about the things that you guys want to hear about. Uh, That's really important to us to not just, you know, come up with random topics, especially when there's no football, but uh, we want to know what you guys want to talk about. So we uh, started again this this uh, this time and you guys did not disappoint. Uh, So we'll start off first with uh, Matthew Eggle, who wants to know what happens if Rodgers opts out this year. So, obviously, this is a question that depresses everybody immediately. So, thank you for that, Matthew. But uh, hmm. it's technically something that could happen. I mean, if somebody he knows uh, comes in contact with it or got it, like, you know, it happens to hit. Like, I mean, it, it's it's a very real possibility. So, what does that do besides make your heart drop to your stomach?
3: We get to see what love does way earlier. I mean, that's yeah. that's the that's the big thing. I mean, you don't know what you have in Jordan Love. He likely needs a year, but you get to see that real real quick. Whether that's good or bad, who knows, man, but you get you get to see what you've got in Jordan Love and maybe that you know, maybe that uh, factors into what you do in the next year or what you do for a couple of years down the line or something like it, it could inform that decision a little more. Oh, he's ready to go now. We see what we get for Rogers or, oh, he's not ready to go now. Uh, that means Rogers is sticking around for another you know, two to three years minimum. Uh, it could inform a lot of stuff for sure. But that, that's I mean, that's clearly the big one.
4: Yeah. And I think something that, you know, obviously the thought of Rogers not playing is is scary in itself. But again, if he makes that decision, that's his decision to make. But another thing too, uh, adding on to what Dusty said about love is just, it lets a lot of us, and I know that if this happened, I would probably fall victim to it too, make assumptions that are pretty premature. Like he might not be able to do this and he can't do that. And he could do this and, all the experts said that one day he'd be able, you know, to play just like Aaron Rodgers, and um, so that that that's definitely a worry for me. Is that you know if Love is does end up having to be the guy this season, then obviously you know there's no preseason. He's not going to have any reps against you know other NFL teams, even in the light preseason mode. So it's just a little worrisome to think about it that way. That you know maybe he isn't ready, he obviously isn't ready. This was sort of a mentorship process that the Packers had in mind so I think you know everybody's hoping that that it doesn't end up coming to that but that's another worry that I have this just we'll see a version of him and then who knows how that might affect him and his confidence as a player moving forward and his development into what you know they hope was a future franchise quarterback so that's just another thing that kind of pops up on my radar when I think about that.
2: Well, it's very, very rare that both of you are wrong on a question, but I'm very happy to tell you that both of you are wrong on this question because what happens if Rodgers opts out of this year is we get two tickets to the laser show and Tim Boyle starts as the starter. I'm serious. Like, he's, he would start the season as a starter. I am, I am dead serious. Jordan Love would be the Tim second Tim Boyle. Boy. Yes. I don't have any desire.
3: It just, I,
2: I didn't say I <laughs> want. I
4: could see it like maybe happening, but do you think he would finish out the season? No, no. I think it would
2: start in the first like four to six games. That like, many? Like, uh, yeah. Why would you want to throw Jordan Love into the fire? Because Tim Boyle not very good. Like, that, that's <laughs> one just, of the main I'm reasons. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happens. If Aaron Rodgers is hurt or opting out, you're punting on the season. Not necessarily.
3: But Not necessarily.
4: That, let's say Rodgers is healthy and he's ready to go. Does in your mind is Tim Boyle QB2 automatically or would it be love in that situation? Uh,
2: week 1 of the season? Mhm. I think Jordan loves the third quarterback. Okay. Uh, on the depth chart, I think there's no there is legitimately no reason to rush him along to potentially put him out there to injure him. If some crazy ass thing happens to Aaron Rodgers and he's running around like chicken with his head cut off, like there's nothing good that's going to happen from him playing week one or week two if Rodgers goes down. Like, I think you give him some time to earn a little bit of respect with the players and understand the playbook. And I mean, he's got to he's got to jump on uh, Boyle's got to jump on him playbook wise for a year like there's no preseason like i just i don't see a, any point where they want to put him a, as qb2 right away
4: that's a fair point
2: i think it'll happen like mid season maybe if rodgers is there but overall i would say they're going to my best guess is they would wait especially if rodgers opts out so i didn't actually think this would turn into a serious conversation I th- you guys would just call me a jackass and laugh and then No, yeah, I, no. I think you
4: make a valid you make valid points. Like it would be different. See, I you, like, I think you're he wrong laughed, but, He
2: rarely yeah. makes
3: valid points. I mean, I think there's <laughs> I I think the the QB2 thing, I think timble Bo- Well, there, that's this is the weird thing, Steve, is that I do think that going into the season if Rogers starts, I do think Boyle is QB2, but I also think if rogers opts out, I think Love is the default. Now, now maybe not initially, but I do think like you said 4 to 6 I think, like, maybe three. Like, I do see a scenario where Boyle starts the season, but if Boyle falters, keep in mind, he completed less than 50% of his passes in college. Less than 50%. That's, like, percentage, or, or completion percentage is, like, the number one indicator of, of like, this is one of the things that transfers. So he's not going to be good. And so if they feel like, and I can't remember what the, how the schedule lays out, but if they're even, like... One and two after three games, but they feel like they've got a shot. Maybe the running game's coming along. Maybe they like, you know, Jordan Love. Maybe they feel like, you know, Boyle's just airmailing too many guys. Love gets the nod, like sooner rather than later. I believe. Like, I think if if Boyle I'm is not, not good, it's you. less. It's less than less than five games.
2: Love I mean, I'm not disagreeing. So basically, what you're doing, you just said less than five years. So you basically took one game off of mine and disagree. I, with I think, honest to God, I think it's I think
3: it's max three. I think it's max three. You
2: just said less than five.
3: It's less than five. I think ma- I think max three. I think less than five just because sometimes they mean, sometimes they do mean, things that, that are not smart. smart. Max, you, you know, know what? Like you no, know five. Two, P- two games. He gets two games is what Boyle gets. He gets two games, Steve. You like that I did this? Two games. That's it.
2: Okay, I don't even know what number you're talking about anymore. He went from five <laughs> to three to two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. okay. Well, that, yeah. All right. Let's just move on because... Uh... All right. Uh, Adam Spellius wants to know your thoughts on folklore. Uh, Fun fact before we get into this for both of you, because (laughs) I legitimately thought that Adam was talking about storytelling. I did not know that that's the new name of the Taylor Swift album. So apparently I'm going to let you two talk about this. I am a fan of Taylor Swift. I just didn't know there was a new album, and I have not gotten it at all. So, Adam, I cannot help you out on that one. Sarah, why don't you you kick us off?
4: Okay, so... I have been a Taylor Swift fan forever. I've been to every single one of her tours when she's visited Florida since, like, the original Taylor Swift album. Um, I actually met Taylor Swift once, so that was pretty cool. Um, Anyways, I've loved her since I was a child. Basically have grown up on her. And I, last Thursday, was freaking out when i saw that this album was going to drop out of nowhere i was like this is exactly what i needed right now and it did not disappoint so i absolutely love it i think it's super different obviously compared to other things um that she's done but i think it's so cool and it obviously speaks to her talent that she's kind of traveled through so many genres of music so she started in country and then she went into pop and then she explored uh with a little bit of other ones and now she's in this alternative genre and she's absolutely crushing it like the songwriting on this album is amazing exile just mm. so good so good and i like Illicit affairs as well and i again the songwriting is kind of what just blows me away and how so many like i know there's three songs that are about a love triangle of people and they're all connected but this is an album where if before you were like i don't really like taylor swift and some of her music this is completely different. So I would definitely give it a listen if you haven't already. Um, I was telling Dusty and Steve that uh, yesterday it was raining all day at my apartment. It was like dimly lit and I was just working from home with the album on and it was perfect. Super soothing, amazing 10 out of 10. Great album.
3: Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift guy. I I've liked, you know, bits, bits here and there. I I really enjoyed lover. Uh, But this one, like I – so like I said, Sarah, like like on Thursday she announced it was coming out. I was like, oh, cool. That's exciting. And then she listed who she was working with, and it was Aaron Dressner from The National. The National is one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, Justin Vernon from Bon Iver or Boney there, if you're feeling fancy. Um, and, uh, Jack and who from bleachers and he's done stuff with her in the past. I know he did stuff with her on uh lover and he's, you know, bleachers is amazing and he's uh, produced stuff with St. Vincent and a whole bunch of people. So I got excited real, real quick. Uh, especially once I saw Dressner, I was like, Oh, okay, this is gonna be sad. Taylor Swift. This is going to be like real sad. Taylor Swift. Uh, and then it came out and not disappointed. I mean, you mentioned, um, exile which is i mean that's the one she does with justin vernon that to me is the standout that that song is insane but uh betty is so good uh, mad woman this is me trying epiphany like it's it's what is it, like 16 17 tracks not a dud on the thing the entire album is just it's insanely good it's exactly what i expected from it um where it's, it's it is very sad taylor swift it has not been raining here but i wish it had been because that's a perfect rainy day album but it's been uh it's been in. I've listened to it probably five six times since friday it's it's just remarkable, remarkable feat.
4: She's the queen,
2: yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool, man. it's cool uh. That's all I got. I don't know. I haven't listened to her. I I think I heard like half of one of her songs on the radio today or something like that. It sounded kind of cool. That Listen, to, Steve just do some favor. And listen to Exile.
3: Just listen to Exile. Yeah. It's That's your yeah, homework. Yeah. yeah. You
4: guys nope. made you watch some some movies that were your favorite sure. I had to report back. This is this is my homework assignment. So, oh, is
3: Exile an album? Exile's a song off the album.
2: Okay. But, all yeah. right. I'll no, I'll, I'll do I'll I'll step it up one more. I'll t- I'll try to listen to the whole album before okay. next week. That's nice. fair. Uh, I'll take that homework, right, Simon. Uh, all right. Let's finish it off with uh, our good friend, Eric Rose. Uh, spoiler alert for everybody listening. If you ever want to get a question answered by us, do what Eric does and ask us food questions as a secondary question. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah. just an absolutely home run move. Cause you know, every time we sit, we sit there beforehand, we're like, Oh God, that's just a great question. Like I have to talk about that. But he starts off with, uh, which other non-NFC North franchise includes off-field, including off-field stuff, do you have the lowest opinion of? Did you guys have an answer for that at all? Because I've got like four.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like the Jets are just kind of the team I always pick on. Like, I know that's terrible, but it's kind of just like, oh, typical Jets. And I have a friend that's, for some reason, a big Jets fan, and it's just kind of Well, that sucks for them. Yeah and that's their choice. Listen, that's <laughs> their choice. They chose that.
3: <laughs> I'm I I had a couple I could go with. I think and it it breaks my heart a little but not too much. It's like the, the closest team to me. It's it's the Bengals for me, I think. Like I'm close enough to it. It's really sad, but that front office is garbage. Like I don't think they had a like a legit a legit scouting department until like 2 years ago. Uh and then you add to that the fact that they like they kept Vontaze perfect around for years just to try to murder people. Like they haven't been good. And so that's what makes me sad, but like that the front office is terrible. And then they've also had just kind of some, some g- garbage players I've not really enjoyed. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cincinnati, I think.
4: Oh, sorry. Before I forget, I guess another one that would have been recent would be the Texans just because like <laughs>
3: that's a good one.
4: Pissed <laughs> off about what happened. So like, let's throw them in the mix too. Yeah. I mean, they used to be fine with them. Like, it was one of those where I'm like, oh, well, whatever, the Texans. And now I get just so angry thinking about them. Yeah,
3: I used to just not even think of
2: the Texans. But you're right yeah, now. It's, yeah, oh, okay.
4: I think it's <laughs> out of my head.
2: <laughs> uh, for me, I would say Dallas is right up there just because you always – I mean, going through – as a Packer fan through the 90s, it was always a rough going. And then, then they start signing all these awful, awful human beings. Uh, and I just uh, – I don't like Jerry Jones. I think he's a bad owner, and I don't think he has the best interest of players at heart. So, and then when you sign people like, um, oh, who's the horrible dude that ended up in the UFC and Hardy? Yeah, when you sign him, that's just bad, bad, bad stuff. I always have bad thoughts of Tampa Bay because I think of Warren Sapp and yeah. and Clifton, and it just that that still makes me upset. And then I think the final one is just Seattle because I hate. Pete Carroll and his gum chewing and, you know, there are other horrible, horrible memories that come up with Seattle. So I think those would be the three biggest ones for me. And then we'll end with his uh, his food question where he gives us a start, bench, and cut between Oreos, chicken nuggets, and bourbon, or for Sarah, Florida orange juice. Or or Sarah's – what is what is Sarah's favorite drink? Oh, that's of a good choice? question. What is your drink of choice? Like, like- – Okay. regular just a regular drink not a cocktail oh
4: lemonade
3: like Gatorade or lemon okay yeah lemonade that's a good for to no. drink yeah
2: so that would be then you get, <laughs> uh, you get lemonade
4: so rude <laughs> what did you not hear Dusty's comment? No, like,
3: I was being I was being genuine. I do think that's because I think a hot day's I think a lemonade. I think that's a good that's a Florida good. drink.
4: Florida.
3: I, I got a hot day, like sitting outside drinking lemonade. That sounds amazing. That was a I genuine comment.
4: Lemonade, that's good for a four-year-old's drink.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been better. I wish I had said that because that was that's what
4: I thought you said. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I can't do anything around here. No,
2: that's usually a Steve okay. comment. I wish I had said that. Sarah, so, Sarah's are Oreos, chicken nuggets, or lemonade juice boxes.
4: And it's start, bent <laughs> cut? Yes. Okay, wide well, cut lemonade.
2: I think she missed it, Dusty. Uh, she didn't. She missed it. This and...
4: I'm ignore <laughs> it. Ooh. Okay, I think I'd bench Oreos just because I even though I love them, it's like I can't eat them for a main. Yeah. Dish. And then I'd start chicken nuggets because I think I can make chicken nuggets with a bunch of different things. Like I could have them for dinner, I could have them for lunch, I could cut them up and put them over a salad if I got tired of just eating the chicken nuggets over and over again. Like you could you could do a lot of different things with the chicken,
2: chicken nuggets. nuggets salad
4: i've done that before what
5: <laughs> Good
2: Lord. yeah cut up chicken nuggets and put it in
4: <laughs> salad like if i get a big thing with chicken nuggets from publix and for like oh, <laughs>
2: that's
4: all i eat then i feel really bad about myself that all i ate was chicken nuggets salt. Steve, all my- steve
3: steve she's <laughs> she's slicing them real thin like the garlic and goodfellas like she's making an art out of slicing chicken nuggets <laughs>
4: Oh, that's my answer. That's it was, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was. That's be. good.
3: Uh, yeah, no, mine was actually really easy, um, but for totally opposite reasons than what you had, Sarah. I've got uh, start bourbon, uh, bench Oreos, and cut chicken nuggets. Uh, listen, love love chicken nuggets. I love chicken nuggets. What I did is I, is I started with the thing that was worse for me and then slowly worked backwards to the thing that would have best for me that actually would have sustained me, and then I cut that thing because I have no desire in that right now.
2: Steve, I saw you nod. I assume you had oh, the same I mean, thing I did. Yeah, exact, exact same yeah. thing. I mean, you—if he would have said chicken wings, it would have been a completely different. Oh, yeah. But if it's a chicken nugget, I mean, that's something my four-year, five-year-old, and two-year-old eats. So I mean, I, I'll find a different food I can eat.
3: Steve, we were just oh, very—we were very pro chicken nugget podcast. We talked about this last week.
2: That's fine, but I mean. If you're, if I'm, it's a choice between Oreos, chicken nuggets, and bourbon. Like, yeah. If you would have told me chicken wings, I feel I would have had a much more difficult decision between those two. If
3: it is wings, <laughs> where's it at for you, Steve? Is that one or two? Are you, are you starting or sitting wings? What happens at that point? I think I'm sitting. I think I still got, nope, you know what?
2: I got I chicken wings would, at the top. I would, I think I would start chicken wings. Yeah. I think I would, I would start too. chicken wings. Then I would, uh, I would sit bourbon and then I would, yeah. uh, I'd cut Oreos. See,
3: and that's one of the hardest decisions that I ever have to make in my life. So I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't have to make it.
2: Mm hmm. Thank God. Yes. I, I'm very glad I didn't have to say that uh, for real. <laughs> All right. That'll wrap it up. Let's see. Let's hit some closing thoughts before we go. Dusty, I know you're you're getting back to writing pretty soon here, aren't you or working on it? Yeah, I actually had something
3: come out yesterday over on Packer Report, kind of started back up my good morning stuff. I say started back up. I had I had one. I had one. Uh, I'm just <laughs> trying to trying to get back into it. It's a play from uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Randall Cobb jukes. And it's from a 2014 game against the Bears, Week Four, I think, uh, where Randall Cobb turns, sees a man, and then jukes upfield at full speed. And it's just one of the more remarkable things we've ever seen. So I wrote about that play, kind of how that play came to be, you know, broke down kind of the concept and all that. But then also just made a gif of Randall Cobb cutting upfield full speed uh, that I just have been watching on repeat. So uh, that's, that's up now over on pack report that I get, didn't mean anything in the larger scheme of the play, but it's a tremendous play. Um, So yeah, that's, uh, that's my thing I'm hoping, especially with God, with, with out now, I need to kind of accelerate my timeline for my EQP. So I'm looking at EQs, 2018 snaps and kind of going through that, but I, I not close to finishing that, but Probably need to get on that since uh, so with Funches gone, he's probably going to be seeing the field a little more, but that'll be up
2: at some point. Very cool. Sarah, what you got?
4: Yeah, mine is – I've said this before and I've said it again. Stop getting upset about the lists. The <laughs> players, stop getting upset about them. My God. <laughs> sports – of. I, I can't speak. Some sports are back, so just pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to the list. The list is stupid. It doesn't matter. And that's it, I, I'm so tired of it. I used to get really upset about them. Sometimes I see it and I still get annoyed, but just just don't let it bother you, please, please. Don't give it the attention that they want.
2: The one thing, the one positive I do think that came out of this is since Kenny Clark is not a top 100 player, they don't have to pay him as much money as Chris Jones. I mean, that's gotta be the takeaway at the negotiating table, right? Like, Kenny, <laughs> I mean, we wanted to give you, we wanted to give you like 18, 20 million. I mean, you're not a top 100 player, though. So, I mean, you'll have to settle for 15 to 16. I mean, that's that, that's a bargaining chip that the Packers have now. So, I mean, that's a bonus for me. As far as closing thoughts go, I mean, I don't have much. Just kind of the things we've talked about. Again, be nice to people whenever you can. Wear a mask whenever you can.
4: Yes.
2: Try to kick this disease in the butt and uh, get back to a normal life uh, or some semblance of a normal life again. Yeah. So. As always, uh, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kalher 4, at Steve Perich, and at Packaday Podcast. We will catch you guys next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!